keep smiling, keep shining, knowing you can always count on me. For sure, that's what friends are for. In good times and bad times, I'll be on your side forevermore. That's what friends are for. So anyway, uh, thank you for doing the show. Is this weird for you having to do this? It is kind of weird. I hate my voice. Well, you're not going to hear it. Okay. Why do you hate your voice, though? I don't know. I don't like... I don't like hearing it played back. I just don't. Yeah. Well, I should probably say that this is John Hi. Paul. <laughs> You're John Paul. Uh, and, you know, this is a show called Friend of the Show. Chris has done it. Adam Vaught just did it. Mercedes has done it, but we're doing a redo. Uh, Shannon did it. It's just a show because you guys come up on the show. But um, Now, did everybody else do it remotely? No, you're the, uh, yeah, everyone is okay. there remotely. You're the only one doing it in person. Okay. You're the only one doing it in person. Oh, everyone should know you. If you hear noises and stuff, we're in my backyard. And, uh, we're doing it in person. John, why did you want to do it in person? I don't know. I, I, you know what? I do so many conversations on the phone or on Zoom that I just didn't want to, I don't know. I don't, it's not my preferred way of talking to somebody. So a lot of where these conversations start, they, they go in different places. Like, like actually on the, on the one with Chris, and this is very Chris, he had no memory of meeting me. And so it, it went to a different place. It just went to like, we talked about movies and TV shows and yeah. stories and stuff like that. You and I do have a history, but you and I don't have a lot of dramatic history. So I'm like, I no. mean, I guess, I guess we can talk about, Meeting, but you know what's so funny is every single person that I've had on so far, I remember how I first met them. But like Shannon and Chris had no memory of first meeting me. I don't remember. Oh, I was going to say I don't have I don't have memory of first meeting you. To me, it was like even though we weren't friends till late in high school, because yeah, I was in love with John Herrera. So my freshman and sophomore years. I was only hanging out with John Herrera. So I don't think I met you until sophomore year. Okay, that makes sense. In West Side During Story. West Side Story. Yeah. And I think it was around, I think I was aware of you more probably around like when we were auditioning because we were up for the same thing. Yeah. The part of Chino who shoots Tony played by John Herrera who yeah. we just talked about. And I was, you know, a little gay boy who didn't know it yet. And I was just madly in love with John Herrera, you know. And um, do you still think, do you, still, do you think he's still hot? Would you still hit that? I think he's better looking now than he was back then. I always thought he had a weird proportions back Yeah, he then. was a swimmer. Yeah, and it was just kind of bizarre because his shoulders were like, Gigantic, and his head was tiny. What's well, so funny? It's, it's such a West Hollywood gay man's body. It is. Which is like the a lot of gay men focus on the shoulders and the arms and the chest and his stomach, but then they have like the tiniest. They skip leg day. Yeah. And that was kind of him, but he did have an incredible upper body. He did an amazing upper body. I, I don't. I never found him that 
attractive. He had a weird puppet-like face. I don't know if I don't know if it was like a puppet-like face. I don't I don't know. But you know what? The thing about him that I did remember mm-hmm. was he was always so nice, but like in a weird kind of really earnest way mm. about everything. I lived with him for a year. I don't know how nice he was. Oh, <laughs> maybe it's different when you're living with somebody. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, I, but then after John, because John Herrera was a couple of years ahead of us. Yeah. So when he graduated a junior year, I remember talking about this with Fred. It was like being a freshman all over again because I hadn't really made many friends. Yeah. I had the little nerd click like Jerome and Zaire. Actually, that's not true. Actually, freshman year, I was hanging out with Jerome and Zaire. Uh-huh. And then after the incident where the your boyfriend, James Silverstein, and the Mexican guy went up to Zaire and started to fight with him. Uh, I went oh, to I didn't him. know that. I've told this story on a oh. bunch of different shows, but I'll say it again here. I was sitting with Zaire and uh, Jerome, and there was this Mexican kid named who was an actor, by the way. I would love to know what he's doing now. He was like in a lot of commercials and stuff, but his name was Adam something or other. He was a Mexican kid. Uh-huh. And and what was really weird too is, and I've told this story on the show before, but I don't think I've said this part. When I first got to Servite my freshman year, uh, I didn't know anybody. I wasn't a jock. And I was lost. I was a lost soul. Yeah. Okay. And I got adopted right away by the Mexican crew, with which this kid, Adam, whatever his okay. name was, was a part of. Like the Cholo Mexican crew. And I would, and it only lasted for like two weeks. Yeah. And then that's when I met Jerome and Zaire and Dan Chavera and all them. But for the first couple of weeks, I was hanging out with this all Mexican crew. And they were very nice to me. But they were hanging out with Jerome yeah. and, and Zaire. And so this kid, I don't know what was going on, but it was like this kid walked up to Zaire with a, like Silverstein and, and McInerney and all them behind him. And he had a banana in his hand. And he went up to him. For no reason, Zaire and Jerome and I were just sitting there, and he said, eat this, you fucking monkey, and shove the banana in Zaire's face. Oh, my God. And Zaire, he and Zaire got in a fucking fist fight. And James Silverstein did that? No, 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 no. Oh, that no. Adam, Mex- that Mexican okay. Adam kid, I don't remember his name. Adam Garcia or something. I don't made it up. I just made that name up. Don't, no one Google socked this person. Yeah. I don't know what his name was. So, it was his name with Adam. Yeah. And, um, and that's how I knew he was in commercials, because he was super nice to me when I was, when I was a freshman, you know? And uh, I just got so freaked out by that incident. That's when I started to go to the library for lunch. Oh, I didn't start doing that until, when did I start doing that? Was it sophomore year? I think I did that sophomore year. So, so for me, when I got into Servite, um, a kid from my junior high went with me, who was like my best friend in junior high. Who was that? Um, his name was like Matt Osman. Okay. And freshman year, like, I would just hang out with him. And I, don't, I, I can't even remember anybody else around. Like, I don't, I don't think I really opened myself up or knew anybody in mm-hmm. there. So I just hung out with this guy. But then he ended up dropping out after the first year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of was like, and I don't know, along the way, I don't know how I met him, but like I started hanging out with James Martin. I think I was where you were with John Herrera yeah. with James Martin, and I didn't know it back yeah. then, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we would like hang out, like, but we would hang out in the library mm-hmm. for like, you know, for lunch a lot. 
but but also like I was notoriously horrible about not doing homework. Yeah, yeah, that's home. a me too. <laughs> I would I just do it at lunch. Yeah. yeah, lunch and break. I was just doing homework. Yeah, yeah. Or in the other classes, I never learned anything because in the other classes I was doing my homework that was coming up in the next period. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm in the same boat. Oh, so interesting. So that's you. You were kind of in love with James Martin. Yeah, but I don't think I knew it in that way. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I think it was one of those things where like I just we just hang out a lot, you know, and I think theater kind of replaced that for me mm-hmm. and it's funny because i kind of but why did you get into theater so late like that was something i knew right away so like f- the first time i could freshman I year freshman year when i could i i went for the theater i didn't know i didn't know because i wasn't really that into theater and then what happened was my freshman year um a cousin of mine from the philippines came to visit and all she wanted to do was watch theater Mm-hmm. So we ended up in one weekend. We saw actually we saw Hello Dolly, mm-hmm. that freshman year production of Hello Dolly, and yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's really cool." And then we saw Phantom, the opera at the Amundsen. Yeah. And after I saw Phantom, I was like, mm-hmm. "That was amazing." Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, getting every recording I could. Like I started with Phantom, and then I got. The recording for Les Mis, Mm -hmm. for Miss Saigon. I just started getting like a bunch of like recordings, started listening to them. Mm -hmm. But that's when I got into it. And then that's why uh, I did theater in sophomore year. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, yeah. It was only sophomore year because you did West Side Story. Yeah. And I feel like I don't think we started bonding until. Did your parents like not like because we like when we did plays there was that period between three o'clock and six, mm-hmm. right? Three is when school ended and six is when play rehearsals start. We were like, we had nothing to do. Yeah. And like a bunch of us would go out mm-hmm. and go to like dinner or yeah. something. I so, like at a fast food restaurant. So when I was a freshman, it was actually, the, that was another reason theater was a godsend because, well, no, it's actually horrible. Well, now I've talked about this with somebody else. Now that I think about it, why didn't the rehearsal start till six? I have no idea. It was like six to nine. Isn't because it? Rosary got out at three, I think. Yeah. So they could have easily done it at three thirty or four. Yeah. You know, and it would have gone to like seven or eight. Totally reasonable time to get home. And yeah, I have no idea. And then like, there were there were moments where we're, like we were sitting in the parking lot just waiting yes. for rehearsal. And start. you know what's so funny is I remember so the woman who ran the theater program. Her name was Mrs. Barth. Uh, and I remember her complaining one time how like Father Gallia, who she had gone to the girls' yeah. school at this thing, and there was another priest who ran the theater program thirty years before this. And she was saying how Gallia would make them like if you weren't on stage, that they had a parent or something who would basically ran like a homework thing, and you uh, had to be doing your homework. And at the time I was like, oh, thank God we don't do that. Really but now I'm like, that. they should have been doing that. What is wrong with them? They should have, but although I think we ended up just like socializing with everybody, I think mm-hmm. that's how we all got close though, mm-hmm. was because we had so much time to like sit around and hang out. Wait, I'm sorry. I, I, I think I, I just got a, a notification from my aunt. Oh, I did that ancestry.com thing. Uh huh. The DNA. Yeah. And you got a notification. I was like, oh, here it is. What? Aunt- some like lost relative? Yeah. But no, it was just. I haven't gotten the results yet. So I thought it was the results. Oh. But it was, hey, you haven't filled out any of our surveys yet. I was like, what? I don't... Oh, I did mine. I want to say I did mine three, four years ago. Mm-hmm. And be- 
And I still get updates because I guess as the technology gets yeah. better, mm-hmm. like they find certain genes are attributed to something mm-hmm. or whatever. And like, I don't know. It's what bizarre. What have you learned? I'm like 0.1%. Filipino? No, 0.1% Swedish, which is crazy. I don't even know like how that would happen. Yeah. And like another 0.1% is like French. And then the rest of it is like Filipino and Chinese. So, and I think a little bit of Malaysian. So what's funny is my brother had it done. Now I read that siblings can have very different DNA things, but um, my brother had it done and his, it was like funny. It was like the definition of a Mexican, except for one part where it was like, it's not the exact numbers, but like they added up to 90%, but it was like 45, let's say, let's say 43% uh, Western European and 47% uh, indigenous, uh-huh. you know, American to indigenous. This is that's about right. Yeah, but then it was ten percent Irish. Oh, what's funny is I've gone through ancestry, and on pretty much every branch except my dad, because my dad doesn't know who his real yeah. father was. Um, not because my mom, my grandma didn't know she died, not ever telling anybody. Oh, uh, but on three of the branches. There's, it's, I, I can go back literally to the 1700s. Nothing. There's, oh, they're wow. all, what's funny is even on my dad's side, actually, on my grandma's side, like, it's actually super interesting. I've, I've, I find it very interesting that through my dad's side, or my grandma's side, yeah, her ancestors don't even leave the same town. I'm talking like 1700s in the same village until my great-grandfather leaves for the U.S. in like 1890. Oh, wow. So it's just weird. Like, what does it take in 1890 for him, for hundreds of, you know, for generation of generation of generation, for like, fuck this shit, I'm out of here, and go to the U.S., you know? Um, well, wasn't that, like, also, like, Industrial Revolution was happening at that time? Mm-hmm. Anyway, back to Serba, back to theater. So you and I, so we go to Wednesday Store. I'm in love with Herrera. You're in love with James Martin by that point. Yeah, because that's when you, is that what the year you filmed? Because the one thing is, you got your driver's license earlier than everybody else. I did. I when did I? I think I turned. What I can't rem- I can't remember what year did we do West Side Story? Ninety one. We're coming up on the thirtieth anniversary. Ninety one. Mm-hmm. Was I already? Yeah, I was sixteen by then. Yeah. Yeah, I was sixteen by then because I. In February. I February. Yeah. Yeah. So you had your driver's license, and uh, you – so Herrera graduates. and But there must have been a time where maybe John Herrera was busy doing something because you and I hang out a little bit sophomore year. A little bit. But a it wasn't bit. until really junior year yeah, when we really kind of started hanging out more. And yeah. then we would go to like well, I always talk the about sheet that. music shop. Yeah, we would go to a sheet – because we were so obsessed <laughs> with Broadway. We'd go to the sheet music shop and look at their Broadway sheet music. Or like the public library. Or the public library and look at their Broadway sheet music. We would go to like an antique store in Anaheim. That's where I bought that puppet, remember? Oh, I, I bought one too and I can't find it. Oh, anymore. I had mine. I, mine just wrapped up. I would keep my puppet tied up. Come over the fridge and come to life and kill me. Oh. But no, that puppet we bought like 30 years ago. Yeah. At a consignment shop I still have. Yeah, I the one I got was Animal from the Muppet. Oh, that's Do you remember? Right. I can't find it. I, I, the last time I remember it, I had it in college and then I 
I and then I, I don't know where it went. Yeah, that was a good puppet. That was, it was a, really, a great puppet. It was a nice like, puppet. Like the eyes moved and like the mouth moved. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was you gotta find that puppet. I feel imagine John would like it. Yeah, but I, I I honestly I don't think I have it anymore. I don't oh my gosh. I, I don't know. Maybe somebody stole it in college. I don't know. So then we, so then junior year, do you have any mem? I mean, do we have a lot of memories in high school? Like we, we, you literally, everyone just heard that was what we did. That is what we, we didn't did. Do anything I did scandalous. remember. I did remember, and this was like, here's the thing. Like, and and I still struggle with a little bit of this now. Sometimes, like, it's hard for me to articulate mm-hmm. exactly what I'm thinking or what I. <laughs> I just remember that one time we went to go see. Evita at the Orange Cat, some tour company of Evita at the Orange yeah, Cat the, Performing Arts Center. The school, yeah. And you were like, what did you think? And I was like, I don't know. It was a little too political. <laughs> you started laughing and made fun of me. But honestly, you know what it really was? Because when I think about it now, I'm like going, you know what? I've listened to that recording so many times that the show in my head didn't match with the show what I was seeing. Yes, you're right. You know what? That makes sense not to get into the musical theater weeds, but a lot of the music in Evita is very lush. Yeah. And the, but the staging is, is famously very sparse. Yeah. There's not a lot of staging in it. You would think there would be, but there isn't. And I could see how you would go like, well, that's, I'm expecting the movie. The movie, yeah. very, the movie sort of matches the music. Yeah. But, um, but the staging is very minimal. It's like a very minimal staging. Yeah. That's yeah. super interesting. I was going to say, you know, uh, I want to jump forward to freshman year in college because you actually have this distinction as a story I tell often. I want to know, I have my own memory because I've told this story so many times. Yeah. But I don't think I've ever talked to you about it. What is your memory of coming out to me? Oh, my God. See, I remember this. I don't know if I remember fully well because I ended up coming out to people I went to school with first. Mm -hmm. And it was, I do remember the time it just clicked in and that was because of you. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's so bizarre, like going through life, not really realizing. I want to explore that because you and I talked about this before, but it's so weird. But honestly, I think it came out of a place where like, I don't think I knew what those feelings were. Because I thought it was a pretty average thing for somebody to feel, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I didn't really think anything of it, you know, until... because And also, like, when I was growing up, especially, like, in the Philippines, when, you know, people in the neighborhood say, oh, that, that guy's gay, mm-hmm. it's usually, like, a really flamboyant hairdresser, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? And that's... Mm-hmm. So in my head that's what gay was. Mm -hmm. And then um, I think I visited you one time in UCI. How often would I go? Like it was like once a, once every other week. Yeah. Well, I think because UCI was so calm that you like sort of the peace of Irvine. Yeah. You feel comfortable. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know. I mean, like I, at the time when we were hanging out, you were doing some story. Mm-hmm. You're writing a story about like three three gay guys or yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. And then you and I, you decided to go and uh, eat in this one place where the one of earth. them. Oh yeah. yeah, where one of them was Jim. His mm-hmm. name was Jim. And we're sitting there, and then you pointed like after 
he talked to us and then you pointed it out to me and you said, oh, that's the guy. And in my head, I was like, I don't understand. That guy's like really straight acting. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I found myself really attracted to him. Mm-hmm. So I think the drive home, it started to click in. And then I, I know who the first person I told. And it was, um, I don't know, you met her, right? Natasha? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's the first person I told. And when you told her, were you like, I think this? Or you were like, I know this? No, I said, I, I think it was like, I think this. Mm-hmm. Right? And it was funny because the reaction that Natasha gave mm-hmm. was so... Um, was so like severe. Oh, really? Well, she like freaked out a little bit. What? But here's the thing. I know now why. I know why. I knew why like a year later it was because she ended up having, she ended up coming out as lesbian. A lesbian. But, but then she's a lesbian for like five years and now she's married yeah. and has kids to a man. Um, but gay in college. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she had this, she was like, oh my God, oh my God. Well, like, she was also very dramatic. She was very dramatic. And so I was like, oh wow, this is a big deal. <laughs> Whatever, right? Yeah. So I think it took me another maybe two weeks to like a month to start saying mm-hmm. more to people. And the only way I could do it, the only way I could come out to friends was when I was drunk. So, like, the next person would come out. And the next person I came out to was, like, Christine. Mm-hmm. And then it was, like, slowly, one by one. And it was Eric and whatever. But it was always when I was drunk. Yeah. And it wasn't until, like, maybe a year after that I was a little bit more... You weren't like, drunk when you told me. No, I wasn't. But when did I tell you? Did I tell you, like, six months or something? I don't later? know when like, it was. I remember you telling me because... Um, I tell this story often. It's about my coming out because it's actually related to my coming. Do you remember me coming out to you? Because you're the first person I ever actually said the words to. Yeah, you didn't come out to me until later, though. Like a week later. Yeah. Week later, yeah. <laughs> so the story I we all have always told was you came to UCI to hang out with me. Yeah. And I remember, I remember where we were. We were on a street called Michelson, and we were driving away from my apartment. Or I don't think we were driving to my apartment. We were, so we were on Michelson. It was night. And you started out of nowhere just crying, sobbing, right? Yeah. And you had to tell me something and you just started having a panic attack and crying. And I remember I was like, what's your fucking problem? Like, just a dick. I'm an <laughs> asshole, right? And you were like, and you, you told me yeah. that you were gay. And I was like, why are you being so dramatic about it? It's not a big deal, right? And I was that was the way I, I, I handled it with you. And then I went home. And even though I'd been hooking up with guys, I hooked up with guys in high school, I had never said it. Does that make sense? Yeah. The difference, you and I had two different approaches to this. Yeah. I had never said the words. And I think there was a thing where I was like, well, if I never say it, yeah, then it can't be true. You know? And so, uh, so that, I think it was like a week later or two weeks later, when the next time we hung out, I was like, I'm going to tell him. It seems like you're getting emotional right now. Are you crying right now? No, I'm not oh. crying. Oh. I'm not crying. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and I started crying. <laughs> and you were like, what's your problem? 
And I wasn't that. I actually said it. It's weird. I have a lot because then that's when you and I <coughs> started going to Oz. Oh, yeah. We started going to Oz right after that, which Oz was a gay bar in Buena Park, California, which is so funny because now when you hear old gays talk about it, I didn't realize how important it was to a lot of gays. I didn't either. Yeah. But um, I always remember we went, and so funny, my memories of, so you decided, you'd already been, and we went on college night or something Oh, like that's that. right. It was like Sunday night. Is that what it was? Like a, it was no, like a Sunday night yeah. or something. And, um. Yeah, because it was, it was, you could get in 18 and over. Yeah. 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 And we were only 18 or so. And, uh, I remember I had never been to a gay bar. Because 18 and over. Yeah. When you, why could I go to a bar? Yeah. And I remember that. I just, I have such weird memories of this. Like it's 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 hazy, but like I remember the crunch of the gravel underneath my feet. Oh, at the parking lot. In the parking lot, uh-huh. I have very tactile memories of this, and um, I remember thinking even more than when I came out. Actually, yeah, because we were in line. We were in line to get in, and I remember like. This is it. This is the point of no return, you know, and just being really nervous yeah. and walking in for the first time. I've always told people if I opened up a gay bar, which I never will. Yeah. If I did, I liked the way Oz was set up. I've always thought that was like the. Perfect. Oh, with the different rooms and one was a cabaret. I did like that. too. Yeah. They had, so everyone should know they had like a bar, like a main bar in the middle of the place. It was almost like a spokes in a yeah. wheel. And there was one spoke. Or, like, divide into three, like a Simon Says yeah. board or something like that, right? And so, like, one of them was, like, a cabaret where Rudy Delamore would play on the piano, oh, yeah. right? And then another part was the dance floor. And then another part was a steakhouse. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like a restaurant. Yeah. I. You know what's so funny about that place, though? Because that place, even though we went, I, I remember lining up on the outside and not feeling safe for some mm-hmm. reason. Like feeling yeah, like oh my god we're gonna get beat up or something, something like that. There was danger to it. Yeah. yeah, and then I and then I did remember that every time I went to that place, I felt bad about myself. And why do you think that is? It's 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 more about it's such a different time than like like now. I think people are like when you go out and you go socialize. People are a little bit more open, right? I did I think, remember. I, it's, it's funny that you're saying. I think I just had this conversation with Aiden the other day. I, yeah. I know where you're going. But back then, mm-hmm. like nobody wanted to date an Asian guy. Nobody no. thought Asian guys were attractive. No, no one thought anyone that was not white. Was yes. Blonde. So every time I went to that place, yeah, I felt invisible. Like mm-hmm. nobody ever looked at me. Yes. Nobody, except for like, you know. Like the like you know the sixty year old old man yes maybe uh-huh. but like even then it wasn't really a thing I like, I agree with you it was and it's it's funny because I remember going there and seeing like all these attractive guys but then coming out going oh you know I don't know if like that made me feel good about myself yes no I one hundred percent agree it was a weird time then where I think now if we were that age now we'd be celebrated. Because yeah. I look at pictures of myself from then. I'm like, oh my god, I was so cute. Yeah. But the, it, I, I remember going. I don't know. Well, there were no apps then, but it must yeah. have been websites or something going on there. And people, I think it was the AOL chat rooms, and they would do the age, sex, location. Yeah. And you'd eventually share a picture, and I was, 
23, 22, I don't know what it was, right? And they would be like, ugh, no, you're too old, you're too, you're not white, or we, I, I like white yeah. guys, I like blonde white guys, and being like rejected all the time, and yeah, feeling invisible in West Hollywood, or feeling invisible yeah. at Oz, uh, I feel like now that, well, first of all, now I think they celebrate older gays. That's true. Uh, but it's different, though. oddly enough, mm-hmm. even up to the point that I was, that before I left for Orlando, yeah. right? Um, I don't know if everybody knew, like, I moved, I lived in oh, Orlando we'll for like there. two years. We will get to Orlando. Okay. So, I... In L.A., mm-hmm. I felt very invisible. Yeah. Anytime I went anywhere. It's bi- it's bizarre that when I went to Orlando, I yeah. got more attention in Orlando. And it's not like there were a lot of Asians in Orlando. I, 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 like, I could, I remember going to a bar and it would just be me and, like, one other Asian person. And everybody mm-hmm. else was, like, white. Mm-hmm. Um, but Did you get a lot of attention in Orlando? I got a lot more attention in Orlando. Oh, you're kidding. It's so interesting. Yeah. And I don't know what that is. I don't know why that I think would be. Southern California, LA, West Hollywood gays are horrible human beings. <laughs> By the way, I don't think that's changed. I just think what they like is different. You know? Yeah. I mean, take a look at Aiden. I mean, I'll use that as an example. Is that, like, I find it very bizarre. You know? It's but, different now. I mean, especially that generation, mm-hmm. you know, where, you know, nobody. Nobody wants to be put in a box, mm-hmm. you know, but it's... Unless you ask to be. Yeah. Kink. Yeah. It's a very open generation. I like it. Yeah. And I think Gen Z is actually a good generation. Gen- Millennials, different story. <laughs> but, um, okay, so then, uh, so in college, you, you date a guy named Colm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and he, he was, was an opera singer. Yeah, he played... I met him because he played Tony... In and a, West Side Story, and, and I was USC, Chino. Yeah, you were Chino at yeah. USC. That's right. And you guys dated for how long? It was two years. Oh, my goodness. Can you believe that? It was two years. It felt like... And oddly enough, like, it's so bizarre because, like, I... I don't I don't know if, like, you have, like, listeners that are younger or whatever, but I remember at that time, like, that shame of, like, being gay was so strong mm-hmm. that I... For the longest time, before I met Colm, mm-hmm. like, if you had asked me if you take a pill to become straight, would you do it? And I said, yeah, mm-hmm. in a heartbeat. But then after I met Colm, mm-hmm. um, it just kind of changed because I was like, well, no, I don't want that now because mm-hmm. here's a guy that, like, I'm completely in love with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you and I and Colin would hang out all the time. And I remember what's so funny is I have the, it's, it's, I've often told, not just because of the podcast, but because of what I used to do for a living. I talk to young people all the time and I would tell them how college is such a weird chapter in your life. Yeah. It's such a bizarre chapter where there are the, a whole new cast of characters and different adventures and they only exist in that time frame. And then after college, they just go away. And so there were these friends. Remember, remember, I had that friend Jasmine, who she was studying to be a cocktail waitress. I don't and, think I remember her. Yeah, you see, we and you and Colin would come to the house all the time. Her house. She had a house in Newport. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. But I don't remember her. I remember the house in Newport. No, not my house. She had her own place. Oh, and we would go there. And Colin would always sing there. She would have Colin come, and 
sing. I remember this. And then remember she had me smoke pot and I threw, I vomited all over the driveway. I don't remember this. Exactly. I don't remember See? this. Yeah, but you guys were all, we would go everywhere together. I don't think, did I ever go to any parties at USC? I don't think so. I I don't think my friends liked you. No, they didn't. The, my USC friend. I think Alex, no, 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 no. Who's the other one? Eric. Eric liked me, I think. Eric did, yeah. Alex didn't like me. Did Alex Christine didn't like me? you. I, I think Christine was like, like tolerated you. Yeah. But Christine was always, I mean, she was always an introvert. So she, it's not like, you know. Oh, uh, what about the age, Jason? What about him? Who, Jason's not his name anymore, right? I don't, mind, I don't even mind saying it because he changed his name, didn't he? He changed his name. And I don't know if he changed it again. He, he changed his name to like Billy, <laughs> which is so random to yeah. me. And he even changed it legally. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh-huh. That's weird. He became a lawyer, didn't he? Yeah. He became a lawyer. So I, the last time I saw him, uh, was when I moved back from Orlando Mm -hmm. and he had his rent control apartment in West Hollywood and I went to go visit him and it had, it was so apparent that we had grown so far apart because like we were really struggling to like find something to talk about. But then he turned into like, I don't know, like a West Hollywood gay, I guess, like, Mm -hmm. He would go to circuit parties. He would, like, you know, he went to the gym a lot. And he and his friend would go down to, like, Mexico to get shot with, like, steroids. Oh, my God. So that they could keep <laughs> getting bigger as they're going to the gym. Oh, my God. Well, you know, what's so funny is uh, is I always had this memory. It's one of, uh, I don't really tell the story a lot, but it's one of my favorite memories from college, which there used to be a straight bar, nightclub by UC, across the street from UC, I call Metropolis. Uh-huh. But I've heard that one night it was gay, like on Sunday nights. I think everyone was gay on that. Didn't we try to go yeah, and exactly. then it wasn't? Yeah, no, it was. What oh. happened was, you came with Jason and some other little gay guy, right? And you you and I by this point were 21. Oh, okay? I think it was one of Jason's friends. One of Jason's friends, yeah. and he wasn't 21. And so they wouldn't let him in. Oh, yes. And, but we could all get in, but he couldn't. So we walked outside. We were sitting in the parking lot trying to figure out what to do. And that little twink kept going, I am way too young and I way too pretty this. to be in this place. And, okay, one time, but he would not stop I know. saying it over and over and over again. So then you break up with Colm. I do talk about we did go to the Avita premiere together. Yes. When I was in college. Uh, that was fun. That was fun. That was cool. Um, and, uh... You took me to another play, too. You took me to Golden Child. What's that? SCR. It was a David Henry Wong play. I have no memory of that You play. have no memory of that? Who was in it? Um, I don't think it was really... I don't think it was anybody famous in it, but it was, um... It was some... I, the only thing I can remember from the story was, you know, that there was, like, they talked about like some Chinese tradition of like binding women's feet like, to keep them small. Or zero something. memory of this play. Really? I, I remember that play like in a good way, mm-hmm. you know? And I'm trying to buzz through things. I know we, I guess we could go for days and days talking about things. I, I was at first I was like, what are we going to talk about? But uh, yeah, then there was Colin and you and Colin broke up. What, what, no, what is you just said you love with him? What? Because you broke up with him. No, he <gasps> broke up with me. He broke up with you. He broke up with me. I always thought you broke up with him. No, he broke up with me. Why did he break up with you? Um, that one I understand. I mean, I I was kind of like, I 
I was kind of a dick, like in a way, because I, I don't think at that age in my first relationship, and it was really intense, right? That I understood <clears throat> that someone needed time alone by themselves. Mm-hmm. So anytime he would bring it up, it would be like offensive to me in a way that it would hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. But it, I, I think it was just like, I, I think at the time I was just way too immature mm-hmm. about that. And I, I don't know, like, I think he just wanted, he wanted space. And I don't think I understood that. Um, we never really liked the same things as much. Like he was such an outdoorsy person and I hated going hiking. Yeah. Like he made us go hiking one time and I was mad the whole time. I would be mad the whole time. Yeah. And then there was another time where like, he was like, oh, let's go mountain biking. And I was like, I was mad the whole time. I'd be mad the whole time. (laughs) I'd be mad the whole time. He was very funny. He was a very strange, not strange person. I don't think he was, he was a very normal person. So normal, he was strange, actually. Uh, I don't know if he's, he was normal in that way. He was very, it was, we would have like these intense arguments about religion a lot. Well, he was very religious. He was very religious. And I, like, I, as, and the thing was for me, I kind of started moving away from Catholicism. Like, mm-hmm. and this was in high school. Mm-hmm. you know, that I started moving away from Catholicism, mm-hmm. um, that it was just like, I, I just couldn't wrap my head around why he was still religious when his whole religion was against him and how he lived his life. What was his answer? I don't, I don't remember if I un, like understood his answer. I, I, I don't even remember. I think it was just, he still really believed in the faith. Of it, like mm-hmm. you know, he really did. Mm-hmm. Um, to a point where I, I don't understand it. It, it. He still goes to church. I don't understand it. Yeah, he would sing at a church, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So then you guys break up, and then you, you. I remember the other column story. I think I've told this story before. I've never said it was column. How uh, we would go see his operas. He was an opera singer. He oh, was at USC. Yeah. And at some, well, first we saw this horrible one called "The Merry Wives of Windsor," which was well, so boring. He's just a- He's just a terrible actor. Oh, horrible actor. He was such a terrible actor. And I told him to get acting lessons. Yeah. And he would, like, dismiss me. Yeah. And he would be like, no, I don't need that. Yeah. I was like, okay. <laughs> there you go. Now you look what you're doing now. And uh, so to the point where these things were so awful, I had learned this. I just started doing this trick where I'd go buy flowers. <laughs> you would go to the, the end. And I'd go at the end. I'd be like, oh, my God, Colin was so good. <laughs> And I give them that's the horrible. I think we did that once. I did that with you're the one who showed me how to do that once. Yeah, and it was with Juan Carlos Para. What was he in? He was in some show. It was like some. It was, was it some like community theater thing in Orange County? I have no memory of this. And you were like, "Let's just go at the end. Let's just go at the <laughs> end." And then we went to the end, and we went to the back. You were so great. It's no. the only time I've ever done that in my life. I, I still do it to this day. <laughs> so, uh, so then, and then, okay, I want to jump because we're, believe it or not, we're almost out of time. Oh. No, we're, we're coming to the, we're, okay. we're, we're, I know. Look, well, you can edit it. I'm not going to edit it. Okay. My vacation. We're getting close to it. Not, basically, we're right out of time of not talking about your current partner, John, is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so, between 
Orlando and USC, what happened? I think we just started, we, we, we saw each other all the time. We saw each other all the time, but then I ended up getting, booking that job in Orlando and I decided, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to move. You know, it was my chance to get an equity card. Yeah. Um, and then in my head, the idea was I was going to go move to New York with my equity card, but I didn't really know anybody in New York, so it never yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. Um, well, can I stop you right there for a second? Yeah. I, forgot, I just forgot that you lived in Orlando. It, did you have any kind of emotion about Parliament House closing and all that? Oh, it did. I didn't what? know that. When did it? When did that oh, happen? A couple of weeks ago, they're tearing it down and <gasps> everything. Oh no! Yeah, but they're gonna keep the sign. Oh, that place was such a landmark. Yeah, it was that, such like a. I know the big final party and everything like that. Oh, that's sad. Yeah, that is sad. I, I think you took me there when I was there. Yeah, I. I've like the thing that I like about that place was it was so sleazy. Yeah. You know, it was sleazy but it was fun at the same time. Um that's sad. That's such a Oh. Thanks coronavirus. I know. Yeah. So they're tearing it down. They're going to keep the sign. What are they doing? Building a a motel or an apartment. They need another sleazy place. <laughs> <laughs> So probably I don't know what they're gonna do with it, but uh, I, I thought you knew this. I should have. No, I, I, I didn't yeah. know that. So um, I know it's so funny. I didn't even talk to my friend Taylor about that or Carlos. You know. Oh. But um, anyway, so then you. So was that weird for you to up and leave and go to Orlando? It was, but like there was really nothing happening for me here. Like I, you know, I just got out of theater school. It was like what six months out of theater school and I really couldn't find an agent. I was mm-hmm. working at my day job at Starbucks and going on like random auditions. Right. And then this one kind of fell in my lap. I went on this audition here, like in Burbank and then they reached out like what January of that year. Well, why were they hiring someone in Burbank for what you did? Well, because that's what they do. They, oh, really? they go, yeah, they actually tour around the country holding auditions because they know they can't get the actors that are in Orlando. There's not enough um, to go around. Well, they were for opening Disney a new or for Universal Studios? No, this is for Disney. Oh, I thought you didn't start off at the. No, oh, okay. no, I started off at Disney. Okay, all right, that makes sense. I thought it was Universal Studios Orlando. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. But it it was one of those things where like things were kind of like I don't know. It really wasn't going anywhere. It was the first acting gig I got, mm-hmm. you know, and somebody was going to pay me to do it. And I was like, oh, great. You know, so I decided to take it. Mm-hmm. And I knew it was going to be temporary. Mm-hmm. Um, so my dad, you know, basically drove with me out there. I didn't know that. Um, and then he flew back. Uh, and I ended up, like, <laughs> renting a play like renting a room mm-hmm. in somebody's house and there were all like these kind of really um I don't know like they were really like straight kind of really masculine guys and one of them next the the guy next door to me listened to like this heavy metal whatever and really? I was like too nice to like tell him to t- turn it down mm-hmm. so I would just like put put like um, like, what do you call that? Cotton? No, not cotton, but like the, the foamy one. Oh, yeah, yeah, the like earplugs. Ear, ear, earplugs. Uh-huh. And that's how I'd sleep. And I did that for, like, a few months until uh-huh. that guy moved out. But, uh... And that's where you lived. And you were doing, like, the bird show, right? Uh-huh. Animal Kingdom. I was doing that. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, does the virtual still exist? Yeah, it does. Um, Same script and everything? No. No. Actually, a year into that job, they kept rewriting it. Like, every six months, they would rewrite the concept of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so I made it through the first two, right? And then the third time they rewrote it, they just wrote my character out. Oh, they wrote your character out? Yeah. Um, and they kept the old man on there. Because what it used to be was I was, like, this lost, like, 15-year-old or whatever. And, you know, would stumble stumble in this place. Mm-hmm. And, like, this old man would tell me, oh, these bird trainers are here to teach you about these birds or whatever. And then it just kind of morphed. Which, I mean, when you when you think about it, they really didn't need that character. Mm-hmm. So what they did was they just took that character out and they made it about the bird trainers teaching the old man. Yeah. Um, How many shows a day did you do when you did it? I would do, depending on the day, either four or five shows. And were you just like, oh, God, fucking goddamn birds? No, I was. You know what? It was fun. Mm-hmm. It was. I, I was having a lot of fun when I did it. Um, but the problem is because the way those jobs work, because it's an acting job and it's not like you're clocking in, or whatever. They're doing it in compressed time. Mm-hmm. So, like, an hour of work would equal like I don't know, like an hour and a half or two hours or something. So. I'd be done with my day after like four or five hours. Mm-hmm. And then I had the rest of the day to do nothing in a place that I knew nobody. And it was just uh, like kind of one of those perfect recipes of like getting in trouble. Wait, what do you mean before we, what, what would you do to get in trouble? Cause you're just a good little kid. Well, it was the first time I've ever had drugs. Wait, but how did you get into that week when you were? Well, it was, I was around other performers. Oh. They were like selling it. What? And so you were like, I'm just going to do, because you were such like an innocent little. No, you know what? I tried, the first time I tried it, I think the first thing I tried was, I think the first thing I tried was X. Mm-hmm. And then um, that turned into like, oh yeah, that's kind of fun. And I would do that with a bunch of friends, like every other week, maybe. Mm-hmm. And at the time, because you were so, because I was young. Like, I would recover, like, the next day, oh, yeah. like, nothing happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can't do that anymore. <laughs> yeah. I remember when I was a kid going, like, why do they say hangovers are so bad? I would just eat a hamburger and I'm over it. Now I'm like, if I got a hangover, I would be out for, like, a week. Yeah. yeah. I think the last time I did anything like that, it took me a week mm-hmm. to recover. And I was like, nope, not doing that again. So let's get to the part where we're really excited about. What? <laughs> How do you meet John? So I met him in Orlando. In Orlando, um, it was actually early on when I had to go do my costume fitting. Were you at Disney or you at Orlando at Universal Studios? I was at Disney. Okay. So I I met him at the costuming, mm-hmm. um, and we were like talking, and I, it was you know, and I was like, oh, I'm really kind of into this guy, um. And then it was it just it was just that right. We just kind of met. We started talking, and he was really nice. He was really cute. What was he doing at Disney? He was um he was a Tumblr. He was a Tumble Monkey. Okay. At like the the Jungle Book stage show. Okay. Um, and, and who then, hit on who first? Well, he started talking to me first. I I usually don't talk to people. Okay. Um, until they talk to me first. Mm-hmm. So he started talking to me. And we just, whatever, right? We just started talking. And then when I went back to my stage, 
this was before the park opened. So you could actually walk around and check out other people's stages and whatever Mm -hmm. in between rehearsals. So the guy I was, um, I was actually kind of uh, close with the other people playing the same role that I was, because we would hang out all the time because we had to learn the same role, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And we were like, oh, let's go visit the Jungle Book set, uh, the Jungle Book stage and see what they're doing. And went over there and he actually went up to us. Mm -hmm. He saw us. He went up to us and started talking to us. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was like, oh, I'm kind of really into this guy, whatever. Right. Um, and then a week later, a bunch of, um, a bunch of, uh, people, the bird trainers and stuff from the show decided they wanted to go, um, Remember Big Bad Voodoo Daddy? Oh, God, yes. They came to Orlando at the House of Blues, mm-hmm. and the bird trainers all wanted to go. And I was like, okay, I'll go with you. Um, and I saw John's... John had, like, a Suzuki sidekick. A white like Suzuki totally sidekick. That. That. Yeah. Um, and I knew this, too, and I saw it in the parking lot because all the employees parked in the same place. And I wrote him a note saying, like, hey, you know, a bunch of us are going to whatever... Big bad voodoo daddy at whatever. If you want to go, here's my number. Wow. Nothing. <gasps> it didn't call me back. Nothing, right? Okay. Nothing's changed. <laughs> so cut to like a month. Was it two months later? Now, this is in April. Was um, Animal Kingdom was opening the next day. Mm-hmm. And the day before was... Um, was a press like the preview thing mm-hmm. and we were doing shows and I saw him in the audience mm-hmm. and this time he was in crutches with a cast Um, so I went to go like after the show he stayed around after the show like we started talking and I was like, hey, do you want to go hang out? And like, so we go hang out together. Now, by this time, this is the, 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 the funny thing. Neither of us exactly knew the other person was gay. What? Yes. I wasn't 100% sure. And he wasn't 100% sure. So we were like, oh, let's go see a movie. So the first thing we went to go see was, well, the first thing we did was, we did errands. What? He goes, I need a haircut. So I took him to the place that cut my hair. Um, it was like this Thai lady named Kitty, and her place was called Kitty Cut. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and we were like, and because he can't really drive, he had a cast on. Mm-hmm. I had to go like. Uh, so I was you like, remember the very around. beginning this was started, this shit was starting, okay? Oh, this was starting, yeah. yeah. Date one was already you taking care of him, okay? So the first movie we saw was actually that stupid Polly. You remember that movie? Jay Moore as uh, the voice of a parrot? No. <laughs> okay. Um, we went to go see that movie, and then we went to go eat at, like, Wolfgang Puck Cafe, whatever. We still didn't know each other. Mm-hmm. Like, we were, you know... And then we would go back to his house. Now, he was renting a room from some guy 
who also had another border. Okay. And I I went over there like, now this is like three days in a row now. I would go hang out with him mm-hmm. when we first met. Neither of us kind of really knew until maybe that second day where John started telling me that he used to live with a guy mm-hmm. in San Diego a long mm-hmm. time ago. And I was like, oh, okay. And it wasn't until the third day mm-hmm. that we kind of started making out and kind of really knew. Oh, my gosh. Well, that would well, be a good hint. Who made the first move? I think he did. Wow. I was too, like, gun shy to do that. So I think he made the first move. Uh-huh. Uh, and then we just started going out. I mean, like, we were, like, I would spend a lot of time over there, and I think, the guy who owned the house actually was annoyed and got mad because he was also the guy who owned the house was into John. Oh, he was. Yes. Oh, interesting. So he was like, not nice to me. And then at a certain point, uh, Disney didn't renew John's contract. They let him go. And then he decided to audition for, what is it? Like, a. This parade in Paris, in Paris Disneyland. Okay. Um, and he ended up getting it. Oh, he did? He did. He ended up getting it, and he did ended up going. Um, in the meantime, I was, like, staying, whatever, and I was like, okay, I'll go on the last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, the last month you're there, I'll go for, like, a week or two mm-hmm. weeks or whatever. And that was the first time I've ever been, first time I've ever been to Europe. Um, so... We ended up go- I ended up going there. We spent a week together. And then I came back. When he came back, mm-hmm. we got our own place. Yeah, okay. That's where I come into the story. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because um, then, and I wanted to... Wait, why did you visit? I don't know. I, I had to work. Okay. I was working for the Princeton Review. I had, to, I had to train the teachers in Orlando. And I stay, I stayed at a bunch of different places. I stayed with Carlos for a bit, but I think I stayed for a time with you. Yeah. As well. And <laughs> here's my question. This is the part I want to talk about. At what point did John introduce all the dolls to you? Okay. So I guess I knew that the first day I went to his house. Oh, you that so first or day. The first day you knew. But. To be fair, at the time, because he was a boarder in a house, Mm -hmm. it was all just like a wall of shelves Mm -hmm. in his bedroom. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I thought it was endearing and cute. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, look at this grown man collecting toys. Yeah. How cute. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But when you you moved in together and you guys had the... Because I remember I looked in the freezer and there were like... But even even the one in Orla- Orlando, it wasn't as bad. Because we didn't have as much stuff. It didn't get bad until we got here. But you had like little toy, you know, bunk bed? Yes, we got a bunk bed. Why did you get a bunk bed? Because he wanted a bunk bed. And I was like, okay, whatever. I, I didn't really so care. So I slept in the bottom or top of the bunk bed? I don't remember. The top of the bunk bed. Because the bottom part was a full bed. Uh, okay. The top part so was a twin. twin bed. And I, I, you and I have different memories. I distinctly remember waking up to like a. <laughs> I think John denies it. I don't know if you deny it. I'm not denying it. I'm not denying it because John's usually the one who starts it. Okay. 
Now, one of the things I think, I think to this day, people think that I coined the term Evil John. But that is no, not true. That's not true. That is not true. It was actually coined at when we were both working at Universal. Because I called you John Paul. Yes. But most people just call you John. Mm-hmm. And so they needed you to both named John. So what happened was when they rewrote my show, mm-hmm. like, I guess I really, I probably should have moved back or moved away. But then I was in this relationship. Yeah. So I was like unemployed for like maybe two or three months. Mm-hmm. And John was now employed and starting this new show at Universal. Universal was opening this new park. Mm-hmm. Islands of Adventure. Yes. So he like was from the beginning with this group of people where they know him as John. Mm-hmm. Right. And then I think John was so like annoyed at me being out of work that he made me audition for this place. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started, so I auditioned for this place and they took me as like, like an alternate or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I started working there kind of regularly. Um, and I think because John was always prone to like temper tantrums. Yes. So when they met me and I, after a while I've been working there, that's when the name came. Cause then they, they needed something to distinguish. And then like, it was really like a group of like three people that we always hung out with. Yeah. Just call them Evil John. Yeah, and you were not. You were nice, John, and he was Evil John. Yeah. And what's so funny is, to this day, even he thinks that your you should be called Evil John, and he should be called Nice. Oh yeah, John. he does. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I have a little Donald Trump in my house. <laughs> Why? Does, what is his logic? That's what I want to know. I don't know what his logic is. I think I I, I think his logic is he he thinks that um. He thinks that a lot of the stuff I do is, like, to subvert whatever he's doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, even let's, let's, you know, jump, because that was, it's strange to say, what, 18, 19 years ago this was? Oh, my God, no, it's more than 20. More than 20 years ago. Yeah, because yeah, that was 1998. Oh, we, met, we met. Yeah. So, and I think you came in 99. No, I came in 2000. No. Oh, really? 2000, we moved here, like, in February oh, of 2000. Oh, then I guess it was 99 then, yeah? Yeah. Wow, I can't believe that was that long ago. Holy shit. So, uh... Oh, yeah, because also, what year did... Because I went to, I went to um, Animal Kingdom. What year did Animal Kingdom open? Yeah, that was... That but you was... were working at Islands of Adventure. Was I already... Yeah, and I remember when I went came, to Islands of... I, I, this, oh, yes, when you came, I, I was working at yeah. Islands. But then I was picking up a couple shifts at Epcot. I think you're right. Yeah. And I remember you had... I remember... I have a lot... I could tell... We could do a whole show just on my trip to Disney World. But um, I specifically remember Disney I mean, Island Adventure. You were like... This is one of my favorite stories. Is you were like, you have to go to this one attraction. I'm not going to tell you anything. I don't want to spoil it for you. And it was about like called like it was about like King Titan or something like that, right? Or like uh Wait, uh, which one? It it was a sort of water show or something. I'm gonna tell you about it. So what happened is you walked in and you went to like this very spare room. Oh yes. Yes. Neptune's yes. something or uh-huh. right. And you walk into the spare room. I can this is what I can I remember I remember the show. 
He walked into his spare room. And it was like a very blank whatever room. And then an old man came out and told you this long story. And he goes, now walk through here. And this was a cool part. The walls parted. And there was like a tunnel of water. Yeah. And you walked through this tunnel of water. And then you went to another showroom where there was like a big ship or something like that, yeah. right? And then a whole, and then they do a whole show there, right? Yeah. And when I went to the show, they do this whole big elaborate stage show, right? And then the main character comes in the front and goes, okay, guys, just walk out this way. Thank you for coming. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know what was so great about this show. And afterwards, you're like, so how'd you like the show? And I was like, it was fine. I mean, it was so great about the show. But then I guess there's a shocking ending that I guess there must have been a technical glitch. Yeah. And so they had to like just let it happen. But what's supposed to happen? I don't remember anymore. I just oh, I remember. I, remember. I thought it was that you do it. According to you, is when that show's over, like, the lights go out, and when they come back up, you're back where you started. Oh yes. But it didn't happen. It they were didn't like, happen. All right, just walk out that way. <laughs> I was like, oh, <laughs> all right. Uh, I wonder if that show's still there. I don't even know. I think my friend Taylor told me the show is still there. What was it? Called? Let me call him right now. Um. I don't know if he'll answer. He usually answers. Yeah. I haven't been to that park in so long now. We should go. We should do a trip tour. Oh, we were going to do a trip tour for COVID. I know. We were going to do it this fall. I yeah, I think like now. It? I think it was yeah. like right now, wasn't it? Hello. Hello. Hey, I'm doing the friend of the show with John Paul right now. I don't know if you're going to come out on mic, though. And um, what's the... what? Island of Adventure. We're talking about that ride where, like, it's Neptune's net or something like that. What is it when you like then you the ship and you land up in the same place where you started and stuff? Uh, I know the one you're talking about. It's not there anymore. Oh, it's uh, not. That was the question. If it was still there. Yeah. No, I don't. I, I don't believe it's there anymore. Let me go ask. Let me go ask Papa Lou. He, he is more familiar with Islands of Adventure than I am. Oh, all right. Okay. The ride over at uh, Universal Studios that was like Neptune's Trident or something like that. Do you remember what the, was that? What it was called, Neptune's Trident? Okay, it's, it's not still there anymore, right? Then it's closed. Okay, yes, it is closed. Speak, closed. Speaking of closed uh, wet attractions, how, I, we never talked about your thoughts about Parliament House closing. I hadn't been to Parliament House for. I, I went one time with Rodan. Back in like the nineties after a gay days and we were there about twenty minutes and I was immediately like, No, I don't need to ever be here again. Oh, okay. So. John Paul got misty eyed when I told him it closed. I was he didn't sad. know. Yeah, he didn't know. Yeah, no, it's been it's it closed uh last couple of weeks, I think. Yeah, last couple of weeks. But they're gonna keep the sign. Oh, For what? Good. I don't know. Stick up someone's ass. I'm sure you could still chisel <laughs> off a bunch of people's DNA off of that sign. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> All right, well thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Goodbye. So, um, Neptune's trying or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wonder if there's a video of it. I should look it up. But anyway. I'm sure there's a video of it. Um, anyway, to go back. So now you're, you're talking about John and we were talking about, um, how he blames you for things. And I think one of my favorite stories is him calling me over the summer. Oh. Cause he was convinced that you had trolled him and, and cause you knew. That there are going to be forest fires. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, you know what? I probably should have, should have booked the cap the camping trip early enough during the pandemic when nothing was happening. But I don't think parks were open. No, they didn't open until like the summer. Yeah. So when 
I booked that reservation. I was like, oh, okay, well, we're going to go, whatever, right? And then the fires happened. <laughs> and partly, look, I kind of understand maybe why he feels, I hate camping. I hate it. Yeah, I hate like, it too. I, like, I, there, there's nothing comfortable about it. I just mm-hmm. don't like it. Mm-hmm. And I had kind of avoided it that anytime, the only times we've gone camping mm-hmm. is when somebody would come with us. Because I was, one, I'm convinced that even though he loves it, I don't think he really knows how to survive or prepare for Ooh, a camping trip. John, I don't think one of your survival tools is taking a Ken doll. <laughs> and then, so the only time I've been gone camping is either with like Mimi, when Mimi came with us, mm-hmm. or when Colm came with us, Right. Like, Colin was like, I'm going to go on a camping trip. We're like, oh, let's, we'll go with you, whatever. Well, like, whatever. So you and John went with Colin. Yes. Was it ever weird? Like, did John want to have sex with you when Colin was right there? Um, no, not really. I don't think so because I just remember it was a really uncomfortable time. Oh, it was? Well, I was so mad. I was so mad because Colin is like, he's so fucking like Difficult. outdoorsy yeah that the camping site that he picked was like remote yeah no that's so you can't me. park near it no you park somewhere and then you have to go on this trail and, and part of the trail joe is like on the side of a mountain right yeah. so if you take one step you like slide down oh, so awful. i'm like okay i'm i'm so the the tents that we got, like that Colin provided, were like these small tents that would just fit like maybe one or two people. And it's tiny, like it's like this. Oh, right? I know those tents. Yes, yes. Um, and in the middle of the night, like you're like the condensation from our breathing, like for me and John, got the walls of the tent wet. What? Because of the condensation, because it was cold outside, yeah. and you're, and the 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 tent was like sagging. So now the space inside is really small, and every time I take my hand out of the sleeping bag, it would get wet because now the insides are wet. And it was just, I hated it. I hated it, it so awful. much. <laughs> and then, and then in the middle of the night, I remember I had to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. Oh, I have your urine bottle. Oh, yay! (laughs) I had to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. And it was like, what was it? Like maybe two years before I just saw Blair Witch. Mm -hmm. So now I'm like freaked out in the middle of this pitch dark forest looking for a place to pee. I was like, no. Sounds awful. (laughs) Well, I thought we're going to end it, John. How we're gonna end it, but but I think what you've done is you you've gotten your because I can read that we all we've done we've skipped over stories to get to this point, and we still don't even have the twenty years since you've been here in L.A. We haven't talked about a bunch of stories that happen. I know, yeah. So well, look, it's gonna have to call for it. Well, next year when we do friend of the show again, you have to come back. Okay, I know it's in every episode stuff to talk about. Well, thank John, be a friend. Thank you. Friends are